Welcome back to the Intentional Queen podcast, Journey to Restoration with your host, Janine, where you come women to be empowered, be your authentic self, and just go on your journey to self-love and healing. You guys, I am so glad to have you guys back this week. We've been doing so much on the podcast. And first, I just want to start out and say thank you for all the Instagram snapshots of listening to the podcast. I got so many, and some people even slid in my DM and email and just let me know how they have been inspired and empowered. And so that just lets me know that I'm walking out my purpose. So thank you guys. Continue to do that. And if you want to be shouted out on my Instagram, make sure that you guys snapshot listening to the podcast, tag me in it, and I'll pop it on my stories. But I just love knowing that you guys are listening and that you're being blessed by the message. It is May. So it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So you will notice that I've been talking about making sure you're checking in on your family members. Make sure you're doing the work to make sure that your mental is good because it's nothing like your mindset. It's so important. Summary of those past episodes. So let's do a few announcements. The last few things we've been talking about was vision. And you know, I've been putting about giraffe vision and making vision boards and trusting the process, pushing towards that. And that leads us into our episodes that we're getting ready to do for the next two shows, which is called She Believes She Could, So She Did It. I talked about in the past episodes, as I said, trust the process. And I talked about making sure that you're cultivating that space and getting around like-minded people and figuring out, girl, what it is that you want so you can go out and get it. Just keep doing that. Now we believe that we could do it. So now we're going to plan that we can do it. And then we're going to just do it. That's what that model means when you listen to the quote, she believed she could. And so she did. I'm bringing on a special guest with me today. Her name is Whitney Morgan. I found her on Instagram. She ended up listening to my podcast and liking some of my posts. And I started looking at her stuff and realizing what she was doing over there. And I was like, girl, you have to come over here and speak to the queens. And little did I notice, boss mom, mompreneur, single mom, who's also the founder of When Women Speak, that is a mentoring for youth program that she started on her own, but it started with her own journey to restoration. And then she decided that this is something that she wanted to do to give back, which has nothing to do with her boss degree that she already has. So all I'm saying is Intentional Queen podcast or Intentional Queen journey is a community where I am bringing on women just like you and just like me, who's out there just making a difference. So I want you guys to definitely stay to the end. This episode is going to dig into how relationships because she digs into that, her business tips on how she even got started, how she had to do the work. And this is her first podcast, guys. So you know she was being vulnerable. She was very nervous, but she came through and she was just her authentic self. So we just definitely cheering her on before we even start. Stay to the end, take notes and share this with some queens that need to hear this. Please share it on. This is part one. So without further ado, we're going to jump into it. But remember, there will be a part two in two weeks. So y'all make sure y'all come back. Hey guys, welcome back to the Intentional Queen podcast with your host Janine, where you come to be empowered, where we're going to be peeling back those layers, where we're just going to be talking about self-love and self-respect. At this point, I think we've done a lot of episodes, but I had a special guest that I wanted to bring through today, and her name is Miss Whitney Morgan, and I'm so blessed to have this lady on the podcast with me. Um, She's a single mom of an eight-year-old daughter. Her story is awesome. Her mentoring program is awesome. She's a mompreneur. She's a boss mom like us. I just want her to come through. So without further ado, guys, I want you to go ahead and listen to her because we're going to talk about 
healthy relationships, mentoring, and we're going to talk about shifting your mindset. And I think that's so key for us as intentional queens. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my girl, Whitney Morgan. Hey, Whitney, how you doing? I'm doing good. I am doing amazing. Um, I am so honored to be here with you and talking to you today. Like... (laughs) I am so blessed to have you on this. I'm just going to say this. I kind of reached out to you on social media. You had like one or two of my posts and I just slid in your DM. I said, hey girl, I see what you're doing over there. And you want to come speak to my Queens because I think you have something you could share. And you were like, hey, I'm for it. So here we are finally doing the recording. I'm so excited. So first I want you to give the Queens a little bit of your background, your credentials, a little bit about your personal story. Talk to us. So let me go a little bit back, back, back. So um, for those of you in the Midwest, I went to Indiana State University. Um, (laughs) I graduated in 2013 with my bachelor's in uh, marketing and public relations. But while I was crossing the stage, you know, I was belly full. Um, I had my little one now, um, Alea, you know, inside me. So, you know, that was a proud moment of me being pregnant, like I was full and pregnant when I crossed the stage and got my diploma. Girl, you better Uh, clap for yourself. We too snapping (laughs) for you because you can be out there pregnant and still get that degree. That's what you're showing. I was full turn. Yeah, I feel you. You can do it. You can really do it. And I got pregnant when I was 21 years old. And I remember when I got pregnant at that time, I was with my boyfriend and I was just thinking, okay, yes, things went a little bit off track than what I imagined, but we're going to be together in the end at the end of the day. So, I mean, what does it matter? But I also remember it, it being a struggle, you know, to get through classes and to stay focused. And I even had a professor tell me, he was like, why don't you just take the semester off and then come back, you know, when you're more there? Because it just seems like you just got a lot going on. So why don't you take the semester back? And I I used that as fuel <laughs> to push through because I was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna get through this last, you know, semester. Right. Um, the relationship was very toxic. And um, it get like that girl sometimes, you know, toxic relationships, but you got to know, you know, I did a holding your peace episode called, you got to know when to hold, when to fold and when to let go. Like, you know, in your heart when it's time. And sometimes, like I say, you know, hurt people, hurt people. So you never really know what's going on behind the scenes. So I'm proud of you. That's good, girl. That's good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. At the time, I I feel like I had like masks over my eyes. I don't really know. Like I knew that what was happening in that relationship wasn't healthy, but I was determined to make my family work. Right. I was like, this is going to be my family. A lot of people that I've known met their husbands in college or in high school and they made it work. So I can make this work. And we be pushing I, ourselves too hard, you know, because <laughs> of the stigma, you know, it's a stigma if you, your family's not together, you know, I'm a single mom and, you know, the stigma is there, you know, well, why didn't it work? Why you can't make it work, you know, and then starting over. So I could feel you trying to push to make it work. Right. And I grew up in both of my families. I grew up in a two parent home. I guess I didn't want to be that one to kind of like mess it up you know I didn't want to be the one to like break my daughter into this situation when I've seen 
that a two-parent home can work and, you know, be healthy. You know, I was just like, you know, let's push through. And it was, you know, it was very, um, it was a lot. I, I just want to, you know, just to say it was just a lot. And listen, you, you, you high fiving right now with the rest of the single moms. It's, it's, it's a challenge, right? And uh, I came from a two parent household as well, but I also learned that, you know what, putting your kids, let's, let's call it this way, putting your kids in an environment that is healthy where they're going to flourish, that's um, ultimate, Absolutely. you know what I mean? And sometimes Absolutely. that means you have to go into a co-parenting space, meaning oh. you're not with the person, right? And so you might find a new person and they find a new person. And as long as the child is thriving, you know, I stopped looking at the stigma of I'm not with my child's father, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not the original parents. Well, look at the adoptive parents, right? That's not the real parents, right? They didn't Absolutely. birth them, but they can love them and take care of them just the same and the kids can flourish. Right, right. And so, and that's what I've picked on and that I learned later on. Um, But while I was in that, I was still in this like very focused in mindset, right? I I found out that he was moving on the day that he graduated. And when he said he was moving to a whole different state, um, it wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm moving in two months or even I'm moving in two weeks. It's like, I'm moving in two days. Um, <laughs> you had no time to process. I didn't have any time to process. So of course I was upset and angry and mad, but then ultimately I decided to move myself and my daughter, um, to where he was. And I, I think that's when I started to kind of see the bigger picture. I started to recognize like the, uh, mental abuse, mm-hmm. um, because I thought that, you know, if it's not physical, at that time, like if he's not physically hitting me, then everything else he can work through, right? You See, know, sometimes people don't think that mental and emotion, emotional abuse exists, right? right? And so, um, sometimes you know, people try to gaslight you, right? Sometimes you might be around people with narcissistic behavior. Now, I'm not speaking on my personal life, but I'm just saying, like, it's it, I've heard it from so many women that sometimes you don't even know when you in a situation, right? Because it's physically not happening, right? Like you're not being hit or anything like that. So you stay. Yeah. Not realizing that, like you said, you felt like some toxic situations was happening. Yeah. Yeah. It abs- What you're saying is absolutely point on. So I stayed, it, it got worse. And so people say, well, Whitney, what what happened? Like what, what you, what, what happened? And, you know, a lot of that is still, you know, tough to unfold, but just imagine you hearing somebody telling you words and doing actions. And then the next moment they're denying that to you and say, oh, I didn't do that. But you know, in your right mind, I saw you, I heard you, but they're telling you, no, I didn't do that. So in my mind, it was like a mental battle of what was real and what was false. And I just kept, I mean, it just really was to a point where I was thinking, okay, am I the one who? (laughs) You were starting to question yourself. Right, you know, you know, and so that really dug into it. But then, like I said, I have a little one. She was, you know, born at that time and she was with us. And I said, you know, I have to remove myself from the equation and she doesn't deserve, she can't be raised in this. 
right? So you took the high road because you was putting your child first. She can't be racing this. Absolutely. And so I left like a thief in the night. <laughs> you scattled out of there. She said, I was out. I got out of there. When I tell you, I put my plan together. I talked to my mom um, who was back home in Indiana with my family. And um, I also talked to some really good friends who helped me um, kind of get a plan together. And we we left because I said, you know, yes, I'm enduring this because at this time I really love this man, but she doesn't deserve that. I have to leave this because this, I know this is not healthy. Those red little triggers were moving on. So I actually left literally, I think I might've said something around the lines, like I'm going to going back home to see family. And then I just ended up just staying there. <laughs> I just you had to do what you had to do. Yes. And I I had to do it because, you know, it just wasn't turning good there. But we're clapping for you right now because I can see your vulnerability is courage and I'm clapping for you. It's hard to talk about um, sensitive topics. The question you have to ask yourself is look at me now. Like, look how far you've come. Being vulnerable is hard. I talk about that all the time, you know, on the podcast with Brene Brown and, you know, people going to judge you anyway. And I think for the month of April, I've made the podcast be um, spring into self-care, but I feel like self-care can also be emotional. Absolutely. So you talking about now about emotional type things that you have to do. And so you did what you had to do for your own self-care, but ultimately for your daughter, right? Because Mm -hmm. you were thinking about her future. It's, it's even funnier because I was, I told you earlier that I was working out and working on my self-care, but I was working out and I was listening to my pastor and today his message was on how you train up a child, right? Mm. And the environment that they're in and that the kids are watching you and the kids are mimicking. So by you looking early when your child was small about how the environment can possibly affect them in a negative way and you were trying to create a more peaceful environment that's kudos to you because you're looking for your kid's future. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, you, when you kind of take yourself out of the equation, because that's what we like to do is, and you just think about the child that you have and it's like, they don't, they don't deserve that. And they pick up on every little thing that they see around them and they mimic that. You Listen, know. you have a little girl, I have a little boy. We both are Black African-American women and we know what we're seeing in, on the news. And so right now with um, the racism and all the stuff we're seeing, it doesn't even matter if you're a boy or a girl. And so teaching yeah. our children how to thrive in this new world we're in right. is so key, but they are watching us. Right, right. Absolutely. They are watching every single thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be a little bit, a lot, you know, stressful, <laughs> right? Being, especially when it's being your first child, you know, and it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like every little thing that you do, you're under a microscope, you know, they're watching you. I ended up moving back to Indiana and I moved back home in my old bedroom that I grew up in, you know, where I started back over. Yeah, I started back over. And I think I kind of beat myself up a bit. I was like, all my friends and people that I know are progressing, you know, after college. And here I am moving back home into this bedroom with my daughter, me and her sharing this bedroom. I think it didn't dawn on me the effects of what had happened 
until I sat down with my dad and my mom and they were just like, they could just see it. I went down to, I was like 107 pounds, you know, in weight. Listen, stress <laughs> is just take you on down. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was very, very crap, like tiny and just small and um, I wasn't healthy and ev- all of that kind of you could see when you looked at me on the outside. It was a lot to go from that and trying to figure out, okay, so where we move forward from here. In my mind, I thought that that relationship with that man was going to be my happily ever after, right? Like I had that. I had that. You know, <laughs> um, I don't talk much about it on the podcast, but I, I was married and now I am divorced and I'm a single mom. It's not what I wanted. I, I had planned out my whole life. Uh, I'm going to have a kid at this age. Well, first we're going to get married at this and we're going to have this and we're going to have the house. And we're going to have that. And then when I had to like come out and say, oh, I'm divorced, you know, it like crushed me because it wasn't what I yeah. had planned for everything to be. But one thing, me and you both being women of God is like, God's going to do what he's going to do. Like, Absolutely. it don't matter what you say you're going to do. He's going to do what he's going to do. But you don't even know that maybe what happened, because this is where I'm in my own journey, right? Like, that's why this podcast is called Journey to Restoration. You know, I talk about the butterfly. I even got my butterfly earrings going, girl. And <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, I had, to, I had to bring it all together. <laughs> affirmations, girl, affirmations. Yeah. Um, but I was bruised caterpillar in the beginning, Mm -hmm. Um, with that's the stages of a butterfly before you come falling out. And so when I'm listening to you talk, you talk about those bruised moments because see people will look at your website and see you flourishing now, but they didn't know that there was a broken side to you, a bruised side of you, the catalyst that got you popping, doing what you're doing, you know, like if it wasn't for the people dying on me and my divorce, and there were some things that happened with my child, like if those things did not happen, they, those were my catalysts that got me to this podcast. Cause girl, we talk about vulnerability. It was like, I'm not speaking. I don't know what you're talking about. God, people ain't going to listen. God, I don't know. And every excuse I had in the world, he came through and, um, you know, just blew my mind. So one thing I'm working with is grace. So I want you to listen to that word and feel that in your spirit is give yourself grace because the woman that you were then, right? You were only doing for what you knew at the time. You did the best decisions for what you were at that time. Now you're in a different stage. So yes, maybe you would have handled it differently, but you only did what you could do in those moments. You know what I mean? So not feeling guilty and giving yourself grace. And I struggled with that too, because you had a plan, right? You was like, I'm going to graduate. We're going to be together. I'm going to move where you move in. It's going to be good. We're going to be like everybody else, our friends. Mm -hmm. And then you come back home and you like, I'm starting over. I mean, you know, when you're not with your child's father anymore, it is starting over. And whenever you find someone, right, they have to take you and your child now, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I mean, what you're saying is all everything that you know I want to say and um you know like if you could talk to your past self or I guess your younger self Mm -hmm. that's what I would want to say to me at that time come on now because yes yes (laughs) I'm like too snapping you because that's why I have Vanilla Swain on there the first time I um after my brother's episode I have Vanilla Swain her thing is um the best way to heal up the woman is to talk to the um is to heal up the little girl and so we always got to go back something happened right and you got to heal her up so you could be that whole woman woman for your new situation and for being a good mom you know what I mean your child is watching 
you are the woman figure that she's going to know. And for my son, I am the first woman he's going to know before he goes and meets his wife, you know, or his future, whatever. And so you want to make sure that you're showing them, right? Like showing them, you know, the way, because my son saw me when I started losing weight and when I was stressed, you know, he wiped mm-hmm. my tears a couple of times. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> okay. okay. He, yes. listen, it was some days I didn't even get up. That boy came in, you know, with his little sippy cup and was like, mommy, I'm gonna go get you something to drink. And I already got my <laughs> cup and my juice and I'm good. Like you sleep, you know, like yes. your kids no and then when I come to be more happy and joyful he like oh yes mommy so your kids can see that progression too so just give yourself grace out there girl I'm just telling all the women out there the streets give yourself grace yes because it's hard but give it It give it to yourself absolutely absolutely and just to continue on from that I I think that was like my first low moment in I think my life up until then so this was a very dark place for me. And, you know, I had to heal. I had to kind of confront what I just gone through. And I've had many women, my mom, my grandmother, you know, even my dad and my sisters, you know, help me through. And I had mentors as well, help me use my voice and speak on it, not in a place of shame or embarrassment. But to kind of say, you know, this is where I was, but this is where I am, who I am today. Empowering people from yourself. Absolutely. And so I told myself, I said, well, I want to create a program that I can give back what I've learned to use my story to help other girls out there. And originally, I just wanted to target high school girls. Mm -hmm. But then as I'd done more research... And Start I connect, early. Yes. And I connected with Indiana Youth Institute. And, you know, I had, you know, Yolanda Brown. She's she works with IYI here in Indiana. And she was just, you know, the women were telling me, no, you need to start earlier. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> They're like, no, you don't understand. You got to start, get that message earlier. So that's when I started. I was like, you know, we're going to start at least with my program. We're starting at fourth grade to instill that message into these young girls. But awesome. They got to start early, right? That's when the the stage, you start getting curious about things, right? That's when, yeah. The pastor talked about that today. Just talking about like waiting till they're teenagers too late. You got to show them early. You know, and sometimes for our kids, you know, our kids are a little bit younger right now, but your daughter's like right at that cusp. That's Mm -hmm. the time because once they get older, they, they ain't got time for what you're trying to say. That's when rebellion kicks in. Right. Absolutely. So that's good. Yes. Yeah. That was, you know, that was an eye opener for me. And then I did a lot of years doing research, you know, I'm still in my mess, Janine, while I'm trying to do this mentor program, I'm still struggling with my own stuff. So it's not like, oh, I got it all together. and I'm about to do something grand where it's like, I'm still working on healing myself, but as I'm healing, I just had a desire and it was, you know, from God that laid it on my heart to create something for, you know, uh, generations of girls to come up behind us. So I got connected with, I think their organization is um, mentor.org. 
through IYI Indiana Youth Institute and you can apply for a grant if you want a mentor program. If you want to create any mentor program, not just for girls, but for anything, you can apply for a, a grant and technical assistance and they will help kind of structure you so that you're not just something that pops up out of the blue, but that you act, your program actually has structure so that it could they be They back you up. Yeah, you up for your launch. That's good. So I did that. And it's been a lot of things where I've written up a lot of writing. And, you know, I had <laughs> the woman that I was a uh, partner with, she would tell me and she'll be like, ah, okay, but we got to tweet. What about this? And what about that? So it was just a lot of different building blocks to get to the launch that we did. You know, I'm out here baby stepping too, girl. You you speaking to me. Um, I, I, I totally get you. The podcast is not 100. Okay. We, we be progressing. And truthfully, my therapist journey was like, you need to start a podcast. You need to find a way to give back. So see, you're giving back through the mentoring program. And so the podcast was the same thing for me. So when I'm speaking life into people, like they speak it back to me, like this is a healing thing. So like, I'm not already 100 with my journey. You know what I mean? I I listened back to my beginning episodes and I sounded so sad, you know, like I listened back, but Mm -hmm. now I can hear my transition as I go through, I can hear the transitions in the quality of how I'm doing things, but I'm giving myself grace because yes. it's baby steps along the way. You only can do what you know at that time. So when I started the podcast, I only had a few things that I knew. And as you're moving through your mentoring program, you're finding new people, you're expanding. So like, girl, you doing it. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're doing it together. And I think that's the amazing thing of uh, God's grace and how he has planted seeds in all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't have to feel like we have to compete with one another, Mm -hmm. but we're all working together for like the greater good, you know? And so I think that's the message that we want to get to women is that we're all working together, you know? Come on now. And I love that. (laughs) When we did our little interview, like we talked about that, like me and you were just talking about why do women want to compete or compare each other? Like we all can level each other up. Like we're on the same playing field. You know, we're all on different stages, meaning like, you know, when we were really broken and Vanilla Swain calls it bruised moments, not broken. When we were bruised, you know, we were on a different playing field, right? But we were playing with what we were doing and now we're progressing through the different stages of the butterfly. And so owning our role, but also giving back to the women who are maybe in a different stage than us, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and that's so important and necessary. There's work that goes behind the scenes before you see the final product, right? Before you saw, or before people saw um, Intentional Queens, mm-hmm. you know, there was work that, yes. that yes. went on behind that. And it it was the same thing with me. Like, you know, there was a lot of different steps and I launched, I I didn't launch. I made it acknowledgeable with the state of Indiana and I became official, you know, in 2017, but I did not launch to the public until 2020 of last year, in December of 2020. So, you know, it's, it's a progression of things you know it's not you know it takes time you know a lot some Mm -hmm. people think that they have to just like just 
produce and pop out of nowhere and just, you know, you know, take your time. Listen, I need you to say that one more time for the folks. Say it one more time for the folks, because that's good. Say it (laughs) again. People feel like they have to produce and pop out of everywhere because they see everyone else popping. But just take your time. Mm -hmm. Do what is laid on your heart that God has laid on your heart and believe in yourself and him that it will all come to full to the fullness like it will all happen in its right time you know due season come on now I think that's so good yes it will all happen and so I think you know I had to remind myself that you know while I was doing it and truth be told it wasn't supposed to be virtual I was going to launch in Indiana schools Mm -hmm. um, and I had already met with a couple of charter schools here in Indiana to to start the launch but God had other plans you know and look at you now because listen with the virtual thing and with (laughs) corona you was able to impact more because everybody was on zoom right Mm -hmm. I said you know what this might be this might be something right you know Mm -hmm. to be able to do a virtual and by doing that I met so many amazing women and I met you (laughs) and listen y'all she already (laughs) recruited me so I'm gonna be over there too helping out so listen I'm on the tri-state area she over in Indiana so you know it shows that you can empower women and not even be in the same state you know what I mean we doing things from afar so I love that so we're yes. going to skip on because, you know, you already told us a little bit about the mentoring business and then we're going to jump into like healthy relationships. Okay. 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 So let's talk a little bit to that and how it translates to how you meet people and about boundaries. Cause I'm always talking about boundaries and triggers. Girl. <laughs> boundaries and triggers is key around here. Absolutely. So, oh my gosh. And this is from a personal experience for myself. Before you can have healthy relationships and set boundaries and all of that, I personally believe that it starts with yourself and shifting your mindset. I love it. Um, You have to shift your mindset because, and even rewinding when you're shifting your mindset, you know, you have to examine yourself in the mirror and you got to get real personal and you got to look at that woman that you see looking at yourself. And it's so easy to say, oh, she did that to me. He did that to me. They did that to me. But what have you done? You know, what are the things that you did that contributed to that situation? And for me, that was hard because I didn't want to own up to the things that I've done. Your participation. We all participate yeah. in some way, right? You're participating in some way. Even by allowing this to happen, you you can participate in a way. Let's say you're with a, a guy and you guys are dating and you know that, you know, he's inconsistent and you know that he's feeding you lies and he's not doing what he says, but yet you still continue on with that relationship because you want to one day, you want that to be something in the end. You're like, you're hoping for it. You're hoping for that. You're holding on to hope. You're holding on to this hope. And so when you look into the mirror, you acknowledge all of those things that you refuse to acknowledge. And if you want to build healthy relationships in the future, 
I believe that you have to look in the mirror and acknowledge yourself. That's the first step I would say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, you really like hit the nail on the head. When I talked about meekness in a storm, that was the first episode. And I talked about a book by T.D. Jakes called The Crushing. That's when God plants you. That's when he humbles you up. He says, yes. okay, now you need to take the mask off. You need to figure out what your role was. So that's when I had my moment of what role did I play, right? Yeah. No, no pointing fingers over there. You had to start pointing inward because it starts within you. And mm-hmm. I think that's so key. And then when you started talking about mindset, I had did um, this episode called As an Intentional Queen Thinketh. My brother had recommended the book a while back. It's by this guy named James Allen. And it's like a well-renowned book, but it's like old as dirt. It's like 1906, okay? And so I was like, I got to Google this. This might be a hard read, but the the skim notes of it is it talks about what you tell yourself and mm-hmm. the seeds you tell yourself and about positive mindset. So, I mean, when you're talking about your mindset, me, everything, I feel like you are definitely hitting on what the queen's been wanting to talk about. And you're mm-hmm. also talking about those hard places that we don't go. And as mm-hmm. women, a lot of times we, we, we've we learned to sweep it under the rug and just push through it. You only got to keep mm-hmm. talking about it, just push through it, girl, to be all right. But what happens is you get in that next situation and then it'll seep out in another way. Absolutely. right because you never yes. dealt with it right yes. so that's why I feel like when you talk about being planted in that crushing that's so when you go into your next season of whatever's flourishing for you you ain't taking that old thing I say dust your shirt off of the offenses because you know we be offended the dust is there and so you got to get it off your shoulder like Jay-Z said and uh, keep it moving absolutely absolutely and you I also believe that when I shifted my mindset I had to ask God for forgiveness for the things that I've done. And, you know, that's a part of acknowledging like, Lord, forgive me for the mistakes and the things that I participated in, in my past. Which leads into grace. And so forgiveness and grace go hand in hand. And I had to do that too. So I, I love that. And I love that we're owning up to our role, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're all absolutely, um, Janine, you're owning up to the role that you play. And that's not an easy thing to do. It's it is not. It's a humbling <laughs> thing. It's feelings hurt, right? That's that's when you really feel naked, right? That's when you feel bare because everybody can see, you know, absolutely. when you've you've done that. I mean, God will shield you because that's why it's called being planted. He deals with you in the dirt, right? When you put a seed into the ground, you put it into the dirt. Nobody sees all the transactions happening, but you just keep watering and watering. And then at some point it's going to sprout up into flowers or whatever the plant is supposed to be. And so sometimes people have to go into those hard, dark places. Nobody wants to go into the dark, right? (laughs) But when God meets you in the wilderness, y'all, okay, listen, y'all got to be talking like church. Like when God meets you out there in the wilderness, you like, listen, it's a little lonely out here's a little dark I okay. need some light I need some light <laughs> but he'll send you people though and I heard you talk about your root people which was like your sisters your mom and your dad and I had did an episode like on your queen tribe it's so important when you're in mm. those bruised moments is to know who is your tribe right okay. who is your roots who is your yes. branches and who is your leaves right and we yes. talk about the four seasons because you got spring summer and then you got fall and winter. And when you bruised up, you normally in the fall and the winter moments. The fall moment is when you like, you realize you got to make some changes. The winter is when you out there naked, ain't no leaves. The branches yes. look crazy. The tree look half dead. 
okay yeah. but it's not dead because them roots are down in there right and they keeping you alive until you get into your spring and summer moments and so now I see you in your spring and summer girl getting yes. it right yes and absolutely. we in spring now so that's why I feel like that's so important because people need to know the seasons will change right but it's like you got to embrace where you are in that season oh my gosh you are speaking absolutely and like when you talked about choosing your tribe like making sure that you have you're surrounded by friends that will tell you the truth about who you are so you know I have my best friend you know she is very honest you know and so she'll let me know <laughs> like you and you need them people right Right, you need them but you don't need a bunch of yes men yes women around you <laughs> like because uh-huh, they correct yes. you in a second like no boo it was you or no boo you ain't doing right right mm-hmm. need that because sometimes we need that check like you know and not at a place of you know anger or you know but just coming from a place of love like you know I love you and I'm gonna tell you when you know you're wrong you ain't right right when yep. you're not right and yep. so you <laughs> definitely need those things and that all aligns with you know when you start to shift your mindset I think for me I was just determined to receive everything that God has for me. Amen, right? girl. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I listened to um, Megan Good and you know, her husband, mm-hmm. is it, am I going to say his Javon Franklin? It's um, something like that. Something I know his like last that. name is, I think it's Devon. I wanted to say Devon. Devon, Franklin. Mm-hmm. Devon Franklin. Okay. And so I remember he said that, you know, God, do you want God's A plan, B plan or C plan or whatever? And so we all are going to have to speak to God one day held accountable for the actions mm-hmm. that we have done yes now I shifted my mindset because I was like you know what I don't want to go in front of God and him tell me like Whitney I mean you could have done these things these things and all these things but you were so limited that you only allowed yourself the bare minimum. Like mm. you kept your, your mindset. You just stay right here in this small little circle, but you had all these things that you could have tapped into and you could have helped flourish and do um, while you were there on earth. And so in my mind, it kind of, I had to shift to think, you know, while I'm here living on earth, I am determined to receive everything that God has planned for me in my life Come on now girl yes I know about that mm-hmm. so uh, I mean that to me is very huge and um, shifting your mindset and then um, you know <laughs> when we talked about asking God forgiveness so shifting your mindset to believe that you are forgiven right and not hold yourself to those past situations I know for me, I felt like, you know, there was like that little noise in my head, like, but you did that, <laughs> but you used to do that. Yes. And it's yeah. like, um, the yes. guilt, you feel the guilt, right? <laughs> you feel the guilt, right? <clears throat> you feel the guilt, but you know that you are forgiven. And if you're a believer and a Christian, you know that all things work um, to God's glory. And once God 
once you already repented for your stuff, it's already forgiven. So we holding ourselves to a yes. cross that's already been taken care of. You know it's what I mean? It's already been taken care it's of. It's done. And so a lot of that is the noise from the outside, right? The triggers that, yes. um, or the people, who's your tribe, who's your triggers, where's the boundaries, right? right? I was just listening to this Instagram live yesterday. There was a lady speaking and she was just talking about, we create boundaries, but we don't create consequences for the boundaries because we mm. wonder why people keep crossing back over the boundary coming oh, for us good. right yeah, but did you good. did you create a consequence for that and did you hold it too and that's even for parenting so when she talked about that I was like that's good too because you want your children to know because now we can make it be about children like your children need to know that if they cross the boundary it is a consequence and you're gonna follow through with it don't give vital threats and don't do it because then they know you they can keep doing it right and so then yeah. if you want to relate that to adults it's the same thing. If you don't set hard boundaries, okay? Mm. And they can be flexible in a way, but the consequence needs to stand true because they're going to keep coming for you. It's until they realize you're not playing that oh, they stop. And sometimes yeah. stop playing is remove yourself. You know what I mean? Yes, like absolutely. I ain't got time. Like you calling me, I put you on um silent. Let me just slide you <laughs> over, right? Unless it's an emergency because you know what? Sometimes people will gaslight you, okay? Yes. And what I mean by that is they throw a whole kerosene on you, light you on fire, meaning they know you're going to respond. And mm-hmm. so they want you to be upset. And so mm-hmm. to get you upset because now you've put up a hard boundary, mm-hmm. they're mad now. They want to mm-hmm. slander your name now. Now they mm-hmm. want to do all this stuff. So they know your reactions to those things, right? So mm-hmm. um, a part of your cream tribe is also knowing who and what you're sharing with. Because Absolutely. when things hit the fan and people not happy with you no more, they mm. quick to come for you. And oh, your yeah. goal is to make Absolutely. sure that you know, right? You know yeah. how to respond when they coming. Yeah, Absolutely. What you just said is just right key on. And um Setting those boundaries is very important. And even when we talk about relationships, right? And I'm talking about romantic relationships and dating right now. So Mm -hmm. um, first shifting your mindset to believe that you are worthy of a certain type of relationship, you know? Come on now. You keep accepting the bare minimum, so guys, that concludes part one with Miss Whitney Morgan. I am cheering her from the sidelines because we just had such an authentic conversation and we were just sharing how hard it is to come through some layers of some things. But being in your flourishing season is like where it's at. She discussed so much about how she started off being in college. She walked across that stage being a pregnant mom. It still did her darn thing after coming through some relationship issues, but look at her now. She is out there flying free. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want you guys to email me at intentionalqueenjourney. It's at gmail.com. And you also can go to my Instagram at intentionalqueenjourney. Let me know what you're thinking, what you loved about this episode. Definitely make sure that you go over and slide over into uh, When Women Speak. That is the name of her Instagram handle. I'll have all that stuff in the show notes. And you already know that my Instagram is at intentionalqueen. So make sure to follow us over there. We would love that. Snapshot, listening to the Instagram and tag us in it rate and review the podcast because I love when you do that it makes the reach go further and I'll see you guys in two weeks where we go ahead and close out when she digs into some more stuff y'all so definitely definitely thank you guys and bye-bye see you in two weeks Mm -hmm.